you know, Doctor Strange sends him through a portal for 20 minutes and then he's like, oh, you think you're some sort of sorcerer? I mean, if I was Doctor Strange, I'd be going, uh, yeah, I do, because I've done way more than you in like two movies. Hello, guys, and welcome back to the Full Fat Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Will. I'm joined by Terry Merkin and Charlie Lilly, who I have a little surprise for, because last week... Uh, you may remember we were speaking about a certain piece of neckwear and we asked people in the comment, comments to uh, tell us what it is. Turns out it's a bolo tie and oh, uh, yes. I've got one. I've got one for, uh, for <laughs> the pod. Fantastic. So I'm going to put that on there. Yeah. Excuse me. I don't know if really I can get it over that. the... Uh... <laughs> Oh, there we go. Oh, no, but of course, now it's caught by the... Uh... <laughs> oh no. I see, you're strapped into the podcast for life now. I'll tell you what, hang on. Let me uh, let me do it underneath. You guys filibust while I put this visual gag on. The visual we can gag. fast forward this bit in the edit. Everyone on... <laughs> People on the audio podcast are like, what the fuck is going on? What are these weirdos up to now? <laughs> we need to start giving audio descriptions of our visual uh. sketches. <laughs> I feel like uh. you should be like some sort of spiritual person with that on you know you like oh yeah when i put it on i like i felt that like i had gone on a really spiritual journey of volunteerism <laughs> recently and that my really rich parents had nothing to do with the fact that i went away <laughs> <laughs> it's just about my energies man <laughs> all that it's yoga's got into you at um, it? <laughs> <laughs> day nine of yoga with adrian <laughs> I'm feeling stretchy. My downward dogs have been fantastic. They've been getting better. They're getting better. <laughs> I love how I'm like, they're fantastic, Terry. They're getting better. They're getting better, <laughs> yeah. Making progress. <laughs> uh, we, of course, this week watched Loki episode three. And I feel like we should just dive straight into it because me and Charlie just watched it. Terry, I know you watched it a few hours ago. Um, and we are riding off the hype train of that. Uh, yes, yes, yes. We, we will get to that, Terry. We will get to that. What is it? What's that? <laughs> Let me synopse the plot first. So um, it was kind of a multi-doctor special, but with two Lokis. With Loki and Lady Loki, uh, sort of, well, or Sylvie, shall we say. Uh, getting to know each other and trying to find a new power source for their um, teleporter and getting into all sorts of hijinks. It sort of hit pause on the plot a little bit this week uh, so we could learn a bit more about Lady Loki and uh, it was an action-heavy episode, wasn't it? And it was, of course, Sans Mr. Owen Wilson, Agent Mobius. Terry... Take it away, take it away, take it away now. What do you think? We have bisexual characters. Yeah. And they said it out loud. They did, they did. Okay, I'm done. I'll stop now. I've never seen that flag before. What is... Is that, is that the... Is that the... (laughs) This is a bisexual flag. The bi flag. Bisexual flag. Ah. That's that's interesting. I didn't know that. It's kind of like the Avengers, you know, where they have all their own logos (laughs) and stuff, but then when they come together, they're the Avengers logo. I see, I see all the colours. That's That's it. Terry, would you say that is the straightest way you could describe uh, LGBT? (laughs) Possibly, (laughs) yes, possibly. Um, Or just me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but no, yeah, that is, of course, like a... It it was a big... 
big deal for me. Is that the first confirmed um, uh, gay character, like Gemini, in terms of like a lead character? Um, I think so, in the MCU. Completely hmm. gay character. I suppose it would be, yes. As, as in, as in, it's uh, like queer. explicitly confirmed. Yes, said out loud. You know, it's not, it's yeah, not yeah. Um, Joe Russo cameoing mm. as. Uh, yeah, one of the support yeah, yeah. guys saying, yeah, yeah, you know, he's dating a man. It's it's an actual character we're following uh, who's the focal point of the show. Um, and it was just yeah, said no, explicitly, l- loud and proud. It's like it's like they've heard my representation spiel a few weeks ago. And now they're, <laughs> now they're just going, what can we do to get Terry on board? And they did it. And I'm in. I'm in. You're in. Yeah, it's so funny um, that happened the week before, isn't it? And then, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got all your answers. Yeah. Yeah, did everything I was waiting for. Um, but apart from and, and that, I, think it make, yeah. oh, I was going to move on, but you were going to. Oh well, I was going to go. say well because Charlie O was like, uh, there, there there weren't a lot of revelations. Uh, but I feel like that is probably that's a huge revelation. Yeah, but it was I'm kind of thinking under, more about the story, wasn't the I? Plot, <laughs> the plot, the yeah, plot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess it was kind of as well like. As much as it is a big moment, it's understated in terms of the actual scene. There's kind of yes. a bit of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge moment where Loki takes a pause before he says it. But other than that, do you know what I mean? It's just, it's just a part of their organic conversation. Yes, it wasn't like, here, have some stuff. Because <laughs> it wasn't like, it. I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was just like, it was organic. It was how yeah. the conversations go. You know, Loki so. has had many would-be princes and princesses. Oh, I love that. It's nice very to see happy. you so happy about it, Terry, I must say. I'm very happy. And this this yeah. is why we want representation, so people can see themselves and mm-hmm. feel excited about that. Like I genuinely feel so excited, and it was it was a huge moment for me. So, And apart from that, I had a really great time watching the episode. I really liked that it was just the two of them. I thought that the sense of impending doom just got worse and worse mm. and worse. And yeah, I had I a really, really great wanted, time. I really wanted to ask you as well, because obviously you've been talking about female characters the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I personally felt like she was a really good female character in the sense that just because she was like the new Loki on the block, they didn't make her like the uber Loki that's always mugging him off and getting everything yep. right. Like there was, you know, moments where he was ahead of the game or he mugged her off. I really liked the moment where they spoke to that settler and she like went to charge him with her sword and she got like knocked back uh, a couple of feet. Yes. I thought all those, all those moments were really fun and I think yeah. she felt like a three-dimensional character. Um, yes. would, you, would you agree with that? Uh, yes, especially in terms of like their relationship with each other. Um, <clears throat> I found myself quite early on in the episode going like, I don't know if I can put up with them bickering um Mm. like this for a long long time i was sat there thinking like their relationship has to evolve Mm. so you know i sat and waited and like and it really did and they found moments of like trust and that you know you can see in ways that they're similar and in the ways that they're different um Mm. and you know i think she's a really great character she's really competent Mm. um but she's also got flaws Uh, you know Mm. i've i'm really impressed with the character work in this series fantastic Chaz a beast, Charizard, my main man. So I just keep thinking about the fact that I think that me and Matt look incredibly punchable right now. (laughs) I mean, I don't think there's much I can do about that. Uh, Glasses or not. Bolo tie or not. (laughs) It's true. I like how Uh, you think that it's right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, Yeah, brilliant. 
I often like when I'm like winding Charlie up, um, like teasing him in front of his girlfriend earlier, uh, siding with her to wind him up, which she really didn't like. It was it was yeah, hilarious. Right. Um, it, it, yeah, he, I like to mention to him that don't I have like a face that you wouldn't want to punch? <laughs> I don't, do I? You wouldn't say that, would you? <laughs> oh, that's that, that's when I get to the height of winding Charlie up. The bolo's high, just like it's more. Like, less of a punch, it's more of a ringing of the neck. <laughs> <laughs> Why you little? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shake him warmly by the throat. Yes, exactly. Oh, I think the bug sunglasses, like the sort of circular domes, <laughs> are yeah. making it worse. You look super hippie because you've got the glasses and yeah, this the little, like, bolo band thing. Tie. The bolo man. And the hair, like the floppy hair. It's brilliant. Look, you don't choose the bolo life. The bolo life chooses you. <laughs> I here is my resignation for the full fat podcast. <laughs> Oh, but, uh, one thing I did like, by the way, which is a bit of a this is a bit of a fanboy quibble, but I just thought it was nice to see. Is I've always been bothered that we hear about how powerful Loki is and how he's got all these tricks, and then we never fucking see them. Yeah. He's always doing the same two tricks. You know, Doctor Strange sends him through a portal for twenty minutes, and then he's like, "Oh, you think you're some sort of sorcerer?" I mean, if I was Doctor Strange, I'd be going, "Uh, yeah, I do, because I've done way more than you in like two movies." Yeah. Um, so it's nice now to see him doing different tricks, learning tricks from Lady Loki, and um, you know, just doing just doing a bit, a bit more variety in the combat. Like, you know, he kept shooting out those green blasts of dust. Yeah, that was cool. I just thought, you know, it's fun just just to make it a bit more dynamic. Because as we've seen this week, the fights are not going to be up to par with the best of the MCU, and that's okay because it's. It's not really what I want from Loki. It's not really about that, yeah. No, 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 no. But I was shocked to see him throw a helps. spinning back kick. <laughs> that was pretty sweet. That was I was like, sweet. what? Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty sweet. Yeah. I just kicked someone out. I was never expecting that from a Loki show. I feel like That's loads cool. of things we've seen in the Loki show are things that I never thought I'd get out of Loki. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. him doing Doctor Who stuff, him That's meeting true. himself, um, you know, him meeting Jodie Whittaker's Loki. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and just like uh, the range that we've gotten out of Hilston with Loki he's been comedic he's been awkward he's been brenting um, he's been (laughs) nasty at points I'm having a blast yeah I do think Tom Hiddleston is an incredible actor and you can really see like the amount of work he puts in to the character mm. it definitely well ben wheatley off. you know he didn't think he had a lot of range yes we, uh, <laughs> he we had a lot of range we did that last <laughs> which, week which <laughs> would actually be it'd be a perfect segue yeah, to you, like in you, the earth review you did it too but, quick um, mate. Did it too but quick. yeah we did it too quick i, I shot my in the earth load yeah you did yeah um, we've got a bit more loki to get for haven't we yeah <laughs> i'd say i just want to say about loki that uh the episode i thought like you said matt was lacking in sort of the wider plot and we've got a couple of character stuff. I think the biggest reveal for me was the variant stuff. Mm-hmm. That a lot of yes. people, the, the timekeepers, whatever they're called, uh, were uh, variants. I thought mm. that was very interesting. Um, and I yeah. think that's... I'm intrigued to see if that's something Mobius knows. or if I don't think he, he does. Chooses not to believe sort of thing. Because yeah. the vibe I get from him is very much like... It's very tied to like creationist kind of beliefs, isn't it? Like he mm. believes the timekeeper's birthed them all and and this is their glorious purpose and would you know this, not, this is right would it not be interesting if he turned out to be the villain owen wilson is the villain mm-hmm. <sighs> owen wilson is the villain wow wow, uh, <laughs> wow. but he's already such know. a great character <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i need agent mobius versus loki um i feel like what's nice about that pair is that they are going to work together 
Um, I think he'll be devastated to find out he's a variant, though. I can't imagine he already knows that. I'd be, I'd be surprised. Yeah. So we're not going to get... It was Mobius all along. I hope None not. I hope not. No, no. Damn it. We've had that one no. already. No. We've two. still got Rich D. Grant to come. And we Lady have. Oki could still turn out to be a duplicitous mm. Loki. This is true. A naughty Loki variant. All it's Loki true. variants are naughty. They are pretty naughty, aren't they? <laughs> Yeah. All right, all right, Evil. bye guys. All right, <laughs> let's calm down. It's not Both Loki's but... very attractive. They're very lovely. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about how cheeky and naughty they are. Yeah, actually. so was I. <laughs> See, Matt. Well, maybe, the... maybe, maybe my bolo tie slipped, and I was talking about my own mind. <laughs> Can't take you seriously with the bolo tie on. No, you can't take me seriously those. anyway. It's like you're wearing a choker. <laughs> <laughs> or you can tell I do anal on the first date. <laughs> um, because of uh, my glasses. And the bolo tie also completes the ensemble. <laughs> uh-huh. well, can, you, okay. can you make well, it any tighter? Aside from scarring Terry for life, uh, any other thoughts on this week's Loki? Um, I really liked the moon planet thing place they were the location the set i thought it was really cool really like Mm -hmm. nice to look at compared to the like the place the tva it's very different i really enjoyed it yeah it was cool i'm often sat there like thinking why can't doctor who get this kind of budget and background and imagination but yeah it's a story for another time that's true because i was sitting there thinking like i guess all it is a lot of it was just it's just sort of some sort of dirt sort of uh, sand dirt thing and then they just yeah. got into post and then mm. changed the hue in like it, there seems to be some sort of background green screen element doesn't there yeah, like when they're definitely... walking along and stuff yeah I um, wondered because there, there was parts of it where I was like oh this kind of like looks a little bit like the Mandalorian in terms of the effects of it and I was mm. like oh I wonder when they're using that, that software uh, mm. or software or kit that they've got you know the whole projected screen thing in terms of the actual art design of the place, um, you kept saying it was very Borderlands, and I very mm. much agree with you. It did yes. feel yes. like Loki had gone to Borderlands world for an yes. episode. I can definitely see that. Mm. But it also, uh, it still fits in with like that Guardians aesthetic, that Ragnarok oh, definitely. aesthetic. Yes. Yeah. I, love, I love how much the um, movies and the MCU sort of leaned more into that kind of like Jack Kirby style of mm. of, of drawing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Of, uh, in terms of the, all the colours, it's very colourful. And I, I like that because that's, yeah. that's kind of what I feel like reading a Marvel comic. Mm. Like as a kid, it's kind of giving me that back. And I feel like it's because this is, been, is being made by people who, you know, grew up with these comics. And uh, or obviously, I, they, they must have mm. that in mind, 100%. Mm. Um, I particularly uh, loved, like, when uh, Sylvie was enchanting or trying to enchant Loki... And they were kind of silhouetted and there was this sort of red light sort of bathed on the top of them um, when they were hiding out. I was like, the lighting has gotten a lot more interesting, hasn't it? Since Mm. the kind of the more flat MCU uh, blockbuster days. Um, It's kind of weird though, because as much as I think it's lit better and it's a lot more colourful now, it's got a bit more of a TV feel now. So it's kind of like you've kind of traded one for the other, haven't you? It's true. Yeah. I don't quite know what that is. There's I think it's something... all the green screening and stuff, isn't it? It's just yeah. got that. You I know, do think it's, it's that... still got that TV feel, slightly, ever so slightly. 
Yeah, I think that's due to, it feels like to me, that everyone's always very well lit. And that's usually because I there's a green screen there. Everything has to be well lit, mm. isn't it? There's, there there mm. doesn't seem to be that much contrast. With the exception of, like, mm. last episode when we go to the tent. And, like, the, you know... But that's different because they're in a tent, yeah. aren't they? Do you know what I mean? Sort of things like but that. But I'm, I'm okay with that. Do you know what I mean? No, like, I'm same, okay yeah, with well lit green screen stuff and then... 100%. The I mean, that's, that, for the that's what the MCU is always... It's kind of done anyway. Um, mm. and I, yeah, I think it's great. I think the aesthetic totally fits. It's fun. It's got mm. that kind of... I feel like it's got that kind of... Uh, uh, what's the word? Like kind of... Not texture, but... Do you know how, like like, like we said, Doctor Who? Mm. It's got that kind of... It does have that kind of feel of like... This kind of over-the-top kind of... Yeah. Sci-fi looking. I, but it's fun, right? It kind of feels right. Yeah. Yeah. I love hearing uh, you guys talk about lighting because it's never something that I think of. And then after we've watched something, you'll talk about it and I'll be like, oh, yes, mm. light. <laughs> I just think it's one of those things, the more you try to learn about lighting principles, the more you kind of notice stuff. Like, particularly yeah. when you find out that, like, an easy way to light a scene would be to actually put the light within the scene. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? As soon as you learn that, then you're constantly going, oh, they've used that light to light the scene. Yeah, oh, that yeah. torch or that lamp is actually lighting the scene, blah, 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 blah. Or they're using it to pretend that's where the light's coming from, etc. Yeah. Um, like have they put all the stuff light like into the production design sort of stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, like when Billy Crudup's burst in, when he's having his chest burst during Covenant, it's all lit by that torch, isn't it? That's yeah, dropped on yeah. the ground. That's really um, cool. That kind of thing. A very yeah, bright I... torch. Just <laughs> <laughs> torches light up the whole room. Uh, but yeah, I think probably uh, in terms of Looking at the last three episodes, probably the weakest episode, but only mm. because really? it didn't move along. Yeah, I'd say in terms of like the last two, I think were pretty stonky. And this one, I was more very much enjoying it, but could have done with a bit more plot, but that's okay. Yes, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm, I don't mean to uh, be negative about it. Yeah. I do enjoy it a lot. See, but... I wouldn't say it's like better than the others, but it's not my least favourite. So I think for, at the moment, the three episodes are all on par for me. Okay. Well, I feel like uh, my mum instilled in me that someone's got to come last, uh, usually myself, and uh, <laughs> that means I would put episode three <laughs> last this week. At the bottom. Uh, but yeah, but I still think it was a good episode, yeah. It just, I think it just it kind of had that thing of um, the Madripoor episode in Falcon Winter Soldier, where it kind of feels like we've gone on a bit of a side mission, it's kind of slowed down, the momentum's yeah. not quite, quite as there. And also, in a similar way, like, John Walker... And Mobius have a lot of focus in the first two eps, or in terms of the plotting anyway. And then they both drop out of episode three. Yeah. Feels like they're kind of retreading a similar structure there. Yeah, I think the pro- I, I agree. I think uh, I think kind of the issue. It's not an issue because I think the episode was great. It, I think if we're mm. just comparing it to the others, um, it's just that for me, it's like you know they they get they land on this planet, and their whole thing is trying to get off the planet for the whole episode, and they don't get off the planet by the end of the episode. Yeah, um, and I think that's kind of where my problem with it lied in terms of like mm. it felt like more of a bottle episode, <clears throat> more of a bottle episode in that sense because of Charlie's <laughs> demon uh, came out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little furball. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, no, I felt like um, that kind of hindered it for me in the sense of like we didn't quite you you trapped us somewhere and then you didn't quite give us any yeah. more than that. I I liked the fact that they didn't get off the planet because there was like that sense of doom like that that and now I'm like wondering like what's next. I mm. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a nice way to end the episode and it's kept me going for next episode. I'm excited. I'm having a good time. 
Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I, I, I kind of feel like it felt like episode three out of a series of eight, rather than a series of six. Yes, yes. I think because it's six episodes as well, that's why I feel like it's the least of the three. I mean, I mean, let's be let's be honest. We might get all six, and then I might watch them together, and I might be like, oh, actually, that episode was really fun. But yeah. I think now, not knowing where it goes, it's difficult because it's like you've only got six episodes. What are we doing here? What's this? What's where? Where are we going to? What? Where's this? What's the end goal here, kind of thing? Um, and I like that about that because I like that the mm. show. I don't quite know where it's going, um, but yeah, I think because this episode, because we've only got six episodes, and this one was kind of like the bottle episode. I think it makes me worried that there will be another one. Mm. Or, well, we still got I, I mean, this three hours left, haven't we? Yeah, and this was the shortest episode as well. Yeah. So. And of course, there is the possibility that episodes four, five, and six could be much, much worse. That's could happen. True. Could happen. It could just well, dive true. bomb. I hope not. I yeah, hope it could not. just dive bomb. Who knows? <laughs> that would be sad because uh, it's been fantastic so far. I've had an absolute blast of it. Um, I suppose you could say if it dive bombed, it would go into the earth. Would you not say? Mm. It would go into the earth. <laughs> I'd say it could go into the earth, yeah. That was uh, into the earth. Directed by Ben Wheatley, starring Jaden Smith and Will Smith, uh, is a sci-fi <laughs> film where uh, they end up stranded <laughs> on a planet. <laughs> oh, sorry, uh, sorry. Did you say in the earth? I thought you said after earth. <laughs> I was, Joel, I was really like confused because, to... like, I've definitely seen After Earth, and I was like, it's definitely not called <laughs> Into the Earth. Was Wasn't your dad confused. obsessed with After Earth, you said? He got like a little... I think he just really <laughs> likes Will Smith and he really loves the idea that it was Will Smith and Jaden Smith. And he was just like... <laughs> as it was coming out, he was like super obsessed and he kept being like, we've got to see it, we've got to see it, we've got to see it, we want to see it. And I sat there and I was like, that was shite. And he loved it. And so I was just like, you know really? what? Let him have it. He's having what a good time. What was the other thing? We were like watching a DVD... And the trailers were on, and there was one film that I was like, that ended up being quite underwhelming. And you were like, my dad was obsessed with that as well. What was it? <laughs> Oblivion. Oblivion. Oh, with Tom Cruise. Cruise. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I remember him. I never watched that one. Um, Not a great movie. Yeah. Not a great movie. No. But yeah, Charlie, would you like to regale us with uh, In the Earth, Into the Earth? What's it all about? Okay, so it's about our protagonist, whose name I've forgotten. Do you remember the protagonist's name? Uh, it's Daniel or something like that, isn't it? He's like a nerd. It's a nerd name. Daniel. <laughs> Daniel is some sort of science dude. It must uh, be a really memorable it... film if you can't remember the protagonist's name. Okay, hang on. So, oh, that's it. That's it. That's, it. that's it. Here we go. Here we go. It's, Ma- it's Martin. Martin. Oh, yeah. Martin. Daniel. Um, the uh, weird guy is called Zach, Charlie, for reference. Yep, I remember Zach. Um, his companion's called Alma, and then the scientist is called Olivia, Dr. Wendell. Okay. 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 So, yeah, it's about a guy called Martin, who's like a science <laughs> dude, isn't he? He's a science dude. Oh, and I apologize to all Martins everywhere that I call yes. nerds, by the way. <laughs> Matt's, like, I'm, I'm, I'm the biggest freaking nerd. Look at this. I'm pulling my, my friends in to, to do a podcast talking about In the Earth. Anyway, go on, Charlie. Continue. Continue. <laughs> You dropped me in this. You dropped me in this. So I just yeah, didn't want so, any Martins to sort of get out of their seat while they're <laughs> listening and sort of make a beeline for me, possibly with some sort of weapon. All the Martins are going to come after you, mate. The Especially rise of the Martin. Martins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, 
it's, yeah, it's about this guy called Martin, who uh, he basically um, it's set during the pandemic, isn't it? And it was actually shot during the pandemic uh, as well. Um, and it's basically they go to this certain area in the woods where there's they believe is like some really like good soil, and they can't quite figure out why. Um, so Alma and Martin set off to basically go into the woods. They've heard some weird stories about the woods, you know, the classic. Mm-hmm. And whilst they're there, um, they camp for the night because it's quite a big trip in the woods. Um, and they basically um, they lose. Do you feel a lot like? Of, do you feel like much? that's kind of? Yeah, I feel. Well, I feel like there's enough there. Really, I don't feel like that gives you anything in terms of. Oh, well, well, I would. Just, they go into the woods. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to spoil anything. Yeah, that's the past problem, that isn't point. It? Um, yeah. But it just in a in broad strokes, it's a it's a explorers going into the forest type horror movie. You know, it's got that Blair Witch kind of the ritual vibes, but it's distinctly Wheatley. It's very kill listy. Very much a return to form. One hundred percent. I would. I would say to people, it's like kill list meets a field in England. That's how I describe it for okay. anyone who's a fan of Ben Wheatley stuff. No, I don't know what you mean. I think he do. Um, I think and I didn't like summary. the last couple of things he's made. I wasn't a big fan of High Rise. No, no, was I? I know you liked Free Fire. I, I didn't really like yeah. Free Fire much. Mm. Um, and I wanted to like both of them. Um, mm. In the Earth, I think, was a real return to form. Really enjoyed it. And uh, as you were saying, Charlie, you mentioned the pandemic set storyline. I think it dealt with the pandemic not only head on, but in such a satisfying way, both for the plot, the nature of the horror that we yep. discover, and um, the character dynamics themselves. Yep. 100%. Uh, and, and it was also really effectively creepy, I thought. The cinema we saw it at, the sound design was... Mwah. Top tier. Top tier. It was exactly the sort of horror quality I went from Conjuring 3 that we didn't get. Yes. We were also in the perfect seats. And also the seats were actually... Mm. I, at first I was worried because they were quite upright. And I don't usually like the seats too upright. But they were so comfy. They were so comfy. They, they were, were hella really comfy. And we were right in the middle. And it was yeah. it was per, it was the perfect viewing of the movie. Um, yeah, and I would agree with you. I, 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 what I like about this film is that... I think we said, with, you know, without spoiling anything... We said kind of halfway through... There's, 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 there's another movie in here. And this movie could have finished at a certain point. And it keeps going and going into this other movie that you're okay. happy it's still doing mm. um and uh i think the best kind of movies do that where you're kind of like you feel like they could end the, so much has happened already and yet oh my god you're giving me more there's more it's going mm. another direction i didn't think that that was great mm. enough that was a great movie in itself oh wait now we're gonna get this stuff okay okay i'm all for this it, it's very hard to explain what i like about this movie without saying the things but um yeah, I think really good, but really it, effective horror as well. Yeah, you you would say it, it is an effective horror, mm-hmm. uh, tremendous performances. Also, 100%. would you agree, Char, uh, very funny in just the right places? Yes, I, I, I think that's what I really liked about it is that I feel like I, that's where it felt very Ben Wheatley in that sense of like, he was funny whilst also being terrifying mm. and um, yeah, and sort of horrifying in a way that I'd not sort of thought of and it has that kind of horror where it could kind of happen to anyone sort of thing mm. um, which makes it scarier um, yeah very funny I laughed a lot at this movie and but they would Ben Wheatley is very clever as a filmmaker he knows he's going to make you laugh so that you're vulnerable because you're vulnerable when you laugh 
because you're now you like the characters, you know. And then as soon as you're vulnerable and you've just mm. laughed, he's then gonna scare the shit out of you or something. And I, I love that. I think that's such a great trick. I think all the best filmmakers do that as well. You've reminded me of an absolutely stellar moment in the movie. Mm. And you know what? It's just it's it's really making me happy just thinking about it because yeah. obviously, you know, we've been locked down for so long and going to the cinema is something we really love doing. Yeah. And there's been a lot of mediocre movies. This was one that was really good. And just talking about it now, it just gives you so much joy, honestly. It's made no, me really happy. No, and same. We just need more, more really, really good movies. I was Didn't really... I was really happy that you were happy. And then I looked at the bolo tie. And I just... <laughs> <laughs> and I just couldn't stop laughing. So I'm sorry that I laughed at you through that. It was That's the okay. bolo tie. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> See, look, Martins of the world... Uh, or indeed just any listening to the podcast. We're probably not broadcasting to every Martin. Uh, this is premium nerd shit right here. All right, so don't worry. Don't worry if you, your name premium is super nerd nerdy. Shit. It's hella nerdy. So nerdy. Premium yeah. nerd shit. That should so be one of your Patreon tiers. <laughs> hella premium nerd, nerd shit. <laughs> premium um, nerd shit. So before we move on to Bad Batch, uh, I thought it would be fun to play another round of would they go down on their partner? And I have a new list for Fantastic. you. Fantastic. Okay. Regular segment, um, maybe. You, you've been thinking about this a lot, haven't you? I have. I have. And I've come to... Um, Zack one, Snyder. The, the, <laughs> maybe next yes. time. Has he had enough of your attention? <laughs> oh, oh, you weren't asking. <laughs> uh, this one's more for Matt, but maybe next week I'll do one that's more for Charlie. Um, okay. okay. So, um, to start with, the ninth doctor. Uh, <laughs> uh, does the ninth doctor eat pussy? <laughs> That's a, it's kind of a big question. <laughs> well, it's kind of he, a big question. he kind of, the doctor kind of hits puberty around the eighth doctor. But then he ends up going into the time war and turning into John Hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he does kind of have the hots for Rose Tyler. But it's, he plays it off platonic at that point. I'm going to say that he doesn't eat pussy. But it's not because he can't. It's more that he's just going through some stuff right now. And he's not really committing to anyone. And not really like... He's, he's not doing anything. You know, to say he's not eating pussy is to say he's, he's, he's completely celibate. Because he's so tortured by the fallout of the time war. You know, the only thing that gets him off is seeing a Dalek. Because all he wants to do is say, Why don't you just die? Why don't you just die? (laughs) That's the best bit. That's the best bit. (laughs) We have lost Matt to the nerdgasm. Uh, I apologise. Your regularly scheduled show will begin shortly. Um, We just have to let him laugh it out for a little bit. It's okay, guys. Just just let me laugh it out for a bit. Just let me laugh it. I'm just going to get a (laughs) beep. On Matt's, uh, Matt's screen, and me and Terry will continue. I don't know uh, whether I don't know whether continue with this, whether to continue with this, or I'm I'm scared it's going to break him. I feel like we're in a really bad like DC fan film. Like I'm the Joker in the straight jacket, going like, "Whoa, Batman! I'm so crazy!" <laughs> oh my god! If we did a DC fan film, I reckon I could play like a kind of portly Joker. And Charlie could play like Dadbod Batman. <laughs> and uh, Terry, obviously, you're absolutely perfect, so you can be anyone you want to be, baby. Uh, anyway, moving on. 
<laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to get it in the neck today on the podcast, so it's all compliments for Terry today. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. Okay, well, nothing's around your neck this podcast, haven't you? <laughs> it's because it's because she could peen up my bolo tie through the screen. <laughs> That's how That's we do it. Idea. Is there a ring in your neck? I can just pull it. Just grab it. Like, oh, yeah. It's got a pulley system, isn't it? You know. Um, you wouldn't want to strangle this face. Come on. <laughs> the next Full Fat podcast. Uh, Matt will not be joining us this week due to asphyxiation. Yeah, see, I think that this is why Matt summed it up really about hip him being the Joker and me being the Batman is because I constantly want to punch him. And even though I've been friends with him for 20 years, I can't. I couldn't do it to myself, you know. He's, he's my best friend. but And he knows he has that, you know. You know, So he'll push every button he can. It's yeah, like a bit yeah, in the, yeah. the Dark Knight where he's like, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I know when I'm starting to get to you because you'll start, like, going to poke me or whatever. And that's when I know, like, oh, he's reaching breaking point. I'm like, he's getting physical. Today. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 amazing. <laughs> okay. Please don't kill me. Number two on the list is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the tenth Doctor. Um, the tenth Doctor. Yeah, I'd say he eats pussy. I mean, he was married to Queen Elizabeth. Uh, you know, yeah, he's supposed to be the romantic Doctor. I'd say he definitely eats pussy. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. and eleven. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I love the 11th Doctor, but I mean, mate, okay, okay. I don't think the initial 11th Doctor eats pussy. Um, I don't think he eats pussy when Riversong kisses him and his reaction is to sort of flail around like this, not knowing what to do with himself. But I do think possibly in the 200 years he ages between closing time and the wedding of Riversong, he may have eaten pussy, is my answer. So is this, is this Matt Smith? Yes, yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of... His thing is that he's a bit sexless and a bit of a grandpa. Um, but then River Song, um, because it's written by Stephen Moffat, is an intensely sexual woman. Um, I see. So, yeah. So, I could imagine he probably did end up eating pussy at some point. But it was a bit of a dry spell. Oh. We can't all be, all be uh, ten with all these earth girls. <laughs> And the twelfth doctor? The twelfth doctor moans <laughs> the pussy. Alright, there's no way. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> Pia Capaldi? I'm Pia not Capaldi's sure. eyebrows are eating enough pussy for themselves. I'm not sure that's what I'd uh, want to look down and see. What, Pia Capaldi's attack yeah, eyebrows? No. Um, no, see I I think Pia Capaldi, he's the experienced gent. Um the twelfth doctor uh, around two thousand years old. He's eaten a lot of pussy in many lives at that point. I think he's definitely um, going to town. Yeah, he, that's, that's a man that is not afraid okay. to love his woman. Yeah, Lovely. I love that. Yeah. And last but not least, the 13th Doctor. Um, I mean, you know, I, I, I think they definitely code the 13th Doctor as bisexual. Uh, so in the vein of this podcast, I would say yes. I Hell think she yeah. definitely, definitely eats pussy. Well, I'm glad we cleared that up. And I guess that brings us on to The Bad Batch Um, And of course The big 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 return Of a certain bounty hunter Called Cad Bane Terry would you like to 
Uh, now that Charlie has regaled us with a plot synopsis, would you like to synopse the plot for this week's no. Bad Batch? No, I wouldn't. Go on. <laughs> Go on. I can't remember how it started and I'm stressed. Just to give us the rough summary and tell us whether you liked it or not. Do you know what, Charlie? Matt always gets out of synopsizing things by asking us to do it. I, I would usually agree with Matt trying to I get away with things. Earlier. He said it earlier. Yeah. That's what and I then Charlie did one. Yeah. 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 He did say yeah. it at the start. What are you trying to do here? We try to point you. I'm starting to think you haven't seen the episode. No, I have seen it. I have seen it. I'm well, excited to talk about it. But... about it. <laughs> because you put me on the spot. Cad Bane, what happened this week? Um, well, he showed up later, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So before that, <laughs> the um, the okay, okay. I'm I'm in it. I'm on it. I'm on it. Okay. So the, the scrappers last week saw them and told the Empire, obviously. So then the yeah. Empire, they got, um, what's his name? You know the one, Give, help me out. Do I? Do I? <laughs> the, the, the one who shoots, the, the clone. Crosshair. Crosshair. Crosshair, thank you. There we go. Oh, you guys are making this so hard for me. <laughs> you just have to recall it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so Crosshair gets uh, his squad together and they go out yeah. there and they try and uh, capture Omega and the Bad Batch because mm-hmm. they're traitors. Um, yeah. And then shenanigans ensue and then the Bounty Hunter turns up mm-hmm. and he shoots old Hunter and yeah. runs away with Omega. Did I miss anything big? Uh, no, I think you got everything. Um, <laughs> I like that it remained in the same kind of places last week. I feel like we've been constantly complaining, haven't we, Charlie, that Crosshair has not been getting on the tail, and this week he finally has. Um, and it was cool to see Cad Bane again. Although, yeah, do you co- not... Sorry, it was kind of weird that we did the episode of Clone Wars, where he got yes. introduced, and then mm. this, he, happened in the, he, cut, he turned up in this episode. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I also thought it was like just the episode we've been waiting for. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, at the same time, I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, but it does feel a bit like week to week. It is, oh, um, let's uh, wheel out this old Clone Wars Rebels character. You like that, huh? You like that? We'll do that again <laughs> next week. You know, and, and we know you'll keep watching. It does feel a little bit like that. Mm. You know? Because like, yeah. if Cad Bane hadn't showed up, it would have been... A, I mean, it was good, you know. And I like the, the slightly more serious time they played this week. But would I have been as gassed? Maybe not. But, but again, maybe that's just where we're at with Star Wars at the moment. We talked about this last week, didn't we? Mm. Yeah, yeah I do true. feel the burnout. I do feel yeah. the burnout. But the fact- I feel like this episode did exactly what we've been asking for mm. for the last few weeks. And I think it did it in mm. quite a good way. So I don't think we should have too much to complain about. I guess we are berating this Saturday morning cartoon for being like a Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, I, just, I guess it's just like, Loki's going to finish and we're still going to be doing it. <laughs> it just seems long. Yeah. Um, and I'm not that invested in Crosshair and the Empire catching them as of yet. But maybe we will. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. Maybe I, it's going to get juicy. I know a lot of people are having fun with it. I think we're just the negative Nancys. 
But then also, I think it is a combination of... Uh, you know, I do think Mandalorian Season 2 was ultimately weaker than the first. It's cool we got Boba Fett coming. It's cool we got Obi-Wan coming. But we've just got so many things announced now. Whether they're going to be good or not, it's just starting to feel like... And particularly TV shows like The Acolyte. I know Rangers is cancelled, but like we've got, you know, we've got Lando and or Obi. And then more films. Um, and then That's- presumably Bad Batch now is going to be annual. Yeah, it's not something that you're sat at home anticipating and waiting for anymore. Like, there, it's just being, like, dumped on your doorstep. The event of lot. Star Wars has it's dissipated gone. a little bit since mm. 2015. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. How do you guys feel about the writer of Acolyte saying that she's hired writers that have not seen Star Wars? Um, <clears throat> I do I think, think Cambry... Sorry. sorry, Terry, you go. Uh, I was going to say, I think... Uh, it could go one of two ways. It could breathe <clears throat> sort of like a fresh new life um, without being hung up on what's been done before because I feel like a lot of what we're getting now is hang up on what's, what's been done before, what we've already got. But then also there's all that detail that allows us to suspend our disbelief that these people, I guess, don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm torn because I do think it is the kind of universe where I think you should have at least a little bit of a background and a passion for it. Yes. But then at the same time, I think that kind of passion and adherence and love for it is what leads J.J. Abrams to making boring Star Wars. So <clears throat> as long as the Acolyte's good and it feels like authentic Star Wars, does it really matter how the sausage is made? Probably not. That's true. That is true. Uh, I would agree with that 100% what you guys said. I, said, I think the only thing that... I guess I would be concerned with would be losing the heart of Star yeah. Wars mm. um, or not quite understanding that. I mean, I, I think there's an issue with a lot of the fans anyway mm. um, who see Star Wars as like, yeah, lightsabers and Jedi knights and they're going to chop people up and the Jedis are soldiers and they, mm. you, know, they you know, all this sort of stuff. Whereas like, I don't know, I feel like Star Wars is more heartfelt and a more sort of spiritual i guess um than that i do and sort of feel like you can you do like capture the heart of star wars simply by being anti-fascist mm. <laughs> <laughs> i think uh it's, it's always interesting when people say though that, that star wars you know spiritual and it's some people see them more the jedi's more soldiers and see it too mm. action heavy but obviously it's still an action franchise yes. i think it's more just about like Finding, you know, as, as with all of Star Wars, the balance between the two. Exactly. Um, we want, you know, you want the breathtaking duels of, like, Empire and Revenge, mm. coupled with the incredible art design and a sweeping grand operatic space story. Uh, and I guess there's just a worry that the sheen's kind of coming off when we're being bombarded with it. Yes. Or we're about to be, anyway. Definitely. Definitely. Um, but yeah, maybe it'll, we maybe you'll breathe some new life. So maybe that'll be good. Maybe it will, and, and, and uh, maybe we'll be more excited about Star Wars again. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Charlie, you told me before we uh, went on to the podcast that you watched The Mitchells vs. The Machines this week. I did. What did you I think? I enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. I uh, really liked the relationship between the dad and the daughter. I thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. Um I liked the AI stuff with the robots and stuff. I thought that was uh, cool. I thought that was a really clever idea. I kind of liked the kind of... I I thought the two 
friend robots that they have yeah were hilarious i could not stop laughing at them um yum yum good uh, was killing me um there yeah uh, it's a really it's a i had a blast of it i think that there are some things where it, i think there's some stuff that really makes it different and its own unique thing and mm. i do think there's other things where it kind of goes a bit tro too tropey in some areas a bit too oh, cliche in some areas how, 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 how would you say um i would say in a sense that i feel like i don't know the motivations of the robot i don't know it's a tough one it's when i was watching it i was i was i just felt like i was having a great time with it but it was getting to the point towards the end where i was kind of getting like feel like seen some of this before uh, do you know what i per se. i was actually watching the whole thing thinking i'm i've seen this before mm. yeah, so it's weird that but... you say that because i kept saying it to you didn't i matt yeah yeah i can't quite I was, put I've my finger this. on it um i think it's a movie i need to for one rewatch and sit and watch on my own i was watching it with someone at the time um and they, we were laughing and having a good time and watching it. But I think uh, I think there was quite there was a lot of stuff in it that I feel like I would like to watch on my own and retake in. I think some of the heartfelt moments were difficult. I think to take in on a, when you're watching it with people mm. per se. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just yeah, and I think maybe because you're focusing more on the. I, I really like the. I feel like I've not said my reason why. I feel like I need to I'll maybe come back to you guys next week and really try okay. and think about what it was. Uh, I can't really figure out the scenes on the spot. I don't know why. Um, but I remember at the time thinking this, and there was there was specific yeah. things that were bothering me. But um, I um, I did really like the uh, I did actually like the whole thing of like her showing the short film and stuff to her dad, and her dad sort of not quite um, understanding it or liking it, and mm. having that be the sort of the crux of where the arc would come for their relationship. I thought that was really good, and how that gets yeah. called back towards the end. I thought that was really clever. Uh, Charles, the reason why I brought up uh, the film is because you said there was something that we said last week um, that we wanted to get into more when you'd seen it. So we get a bit more spoilerific. And initially I couldn't remember what it was. And then I was like, oh yeah, it's... Uh... Terry, you said that you thought the mum, the mum was really well drawn. And I have to say, I did think the only moment for me um, on a character level that I thought was a bit like, what? Was when she suddenly went batshit insane about the robots like attacking her boy and then she became this like warrior I, it felt really unearned and only because like i know obviously it's, it's an animated kids movie mm. they're gonna start smashing up robots whatever but mm. i just feel like the movie did such a good job of establishing that they're killer robots they're squishy humans and every problem they face with these robots they need to sort of outthink them yeah. and they need to use sort of like ingenuity and gadgets and tech and like cobbling things together and getting in the car and all that sort of stuff and it just and they felt... were jar jar in their way wasn't they they were jar jar binks in their yeah. way through the scenario which i quite liked um, yeah yeah and it felt really incongruent to the movie for her to suddenly just become this ninja warrior kicking ass she became <laughs> big kiddo um, and, and also it's very matriarchal isn't it? it's very like oh I guess my arc is a, a sort of half-assed motherhood arc here um, like I, yeah. I know obviously that's one part so, of her arc but it just seemed weird yeah part part of it part of her was like very much like I am the side character here to facilitate sort of thing but mm. um, 
it it makes me think of you know those stories that you hear of like mothers lifting their cars off their babies and stuff and having like mad adrenaline just yeah so i like i like i like to think of it as that and i had absolutely no problem with it i thought it was really fun and it's a really good example of yeah a mother's love um but do you see what i'm saying it's it's not that it's not that because she's a mother that i don't want her to be kicking ass you know it's just that like i I feel like the film's built around about around like brains over brawn yes can we just pause one second i just need to plug my laptop in sorry I've got 2%. Plug, plug your laptop. You can catch this laptop uh, at the Full Fat Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> MacBook Pro. I go to Apple. Oh, no, don't, don't do that. They, they've got enough promotion. Everyone knows. Um, well, is that everything you want to say on Mitchell's? Uh, I feel like um, it's really annoying. I come to the tier today before like having all these like these things I wanted to say, and I've come on the podcast. This happens quite a lot. You sort of freeze sometimes, so your mind goes blank. And I'm yeah, like, for God's yeah. sake! Like I had a point earlier when I was mm. talking about the cliche thing that I remember I was going to talk to you guys about, and I've bloody forgotten it, and it's so frustrating. Sometimes um, there's really good things you want to talk about, and you save it to the yeah. podcast, and then you forget. forget. Or oh. something really eloquent comes out of your mouth when we're not filming, and yeah. I'm like, damn, that would have been a great debate for the podcast. Yes, no, all the time. Yeah, yeah that's so true. I always go to bed like after the podcast. I'm in bed like thinking, like, I should have said this. I should <laughs> have said that. That's so true. Uh, I did like the. I really like the animation. I want to say that I really like the animation style, and I really yes. liked the, um, like you said, guys. I said last week the sort of way it integrates um, modern technology, YouTube, mm-hmm. the digital age that we're in. Um, also using the Rihanna song. That was a great moment when I don't know how much we should say. Actually, I just realised did we spoil stuff last time? Um, we kind of went spoilerific last week. So yeah, so yeah, I feel like if, I feel like if there's a danger of. Like, if something's just come out, like, in the earth, and yeah. I would encourage people to see it, let's not yeah. be spoilery, but yeah, something yeah. like this, it's been out for a little while. Yeah, yeah, it's on know. Netflix as well, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I really like the bit when the Rihanna song played towards the end uh, with the dad and the daughter. That was a really good moment of like, ah, oh, yeah, that kind of got me, uh, use of yeah. music. Um, felt it was really good. Yeah, I really loved their relationship. I thought it was so good. I thought that was really good. It made good. me and see I thought it was that cool song in a new way as well. Yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah. But you associate with that scene probably now. With yeah, it's more of like a kind of dramatic, exciting song. Yeah, the dog pig thing was so funny as well. Dog oh, pig that bread kills me. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. So um, funny. Um, just before we go, uh, there's one more piece of media I would like to cover because this weekend, me and Terry binged the entire second season of Temptation Island. <laughs> Temptation <laughs> Island, Charlie. It was wild. Basically, you remember that clip we spoke about a few weeks ago that you've seen of that guy going like, and like seeing his girlfriend screw some other dude on yes. national television. We finally saw the immense build up to that. And <laughs> not only is the preamble more horrifying than you could possibly imagine, but the post is also so embarrassing. Uh, it was unmissable reality TV. It really was. Would you not agree, it Terry? It's just... I just can't, like, get my mind around the show. Like, these people go to an island that is, like... It, they may as well call it, like, cheat it, Cheetah Island because you <laughs> yeah. go in there to cheat. Like, there is no yeah. way you're going there to fix your relationship. And, like... 
to go into a house with like 12 other singles <laughs> who all just want to shag you. Like Yeah, so for for context the way it's divided is there's uh four men, four women in both houses and they're connected, they're partners. And then uh, it's six men and six they're women. They're in long-term for, relationships. Yeah. And then then six bachelors and uh, bachelorettes come in to try and tempt them away. And they're basically getting flooded with attention. I think it's more than six, actually, isn't it? It's, isn't it three? Twelve. So what's yeah, so each? So, what's mate, the... there's three people to every one guy or girl that are okay. single trying to go, go for them. But what, my question is, is what's the mm. purpose or the reason behind the couples going in? Are they trying to prove how strong their relationship so, is? No. Is that yes. Yes. Well, no, it's so. their relationships are at a crossroads and mm. they're, like, trying to, like... Well, that's a terrible to... idea. Well... It's a terrible idea. If their relationships are at a crossroads, you can... one the, the, one guy the... goes in there and he's like, "I'm bringing you here to prove that you can trust me and that we can spend our lives together." And then he has a threesome, and then yeah. has sex with a different girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it like all of them going into it are looking to cheat, and or it's very interesting the way it plays out, kind of psychologically. A lot of them are projecting their own insecurities onto the other person yeah. mm. and getting really worried that they're going to cheat. Like, there's this one woman, right? <clears throat> She's really worried her boyfriend's going to cheat, right? She keeps berating him for it, right? And then, at the dinner, before they're about to split off, she starts smiling and cheesing about this other guy that she just met at the thing. And then the boyfriend's straight up like, you're, you're cheesing, like, you're, you're vibing him. I'm trying to keep this very PG. Your eyes are saying rated R, though. And then, mate, the same night, she sleeps with him. And then, at two, the campfire... Like two nights later. What, two nights later. And then at the campfire, the boyfriend is forced to sit there and watch it. And, like, you're watching it. You're, you're seeing these dudes go, and, he, oh, and these no. girls go, like, literally going, like... Do you know what I mean? Like, you would not want to watch that. Oh, <laughs> no one would God, want to see that. savage. It that show sounds savage. absolutely savage. Mate, like, you, you, you don't know the half torture, of it. torture, like, honestly... The, the Ashley Casey storyline is the oh. most savage, right? Because with every situation, there's a little bit of both of them give as good as they get, right? This yeah. Casey guy is a bit of a douche. He, um, you know, he said he says some things like, oh, I wouldn't care if Ashley left me. I'd just go back to, like, sleeping around, right? But the show is so manipulative because what it does is it doesn't show his girlfriend him in the hot tub by himself whilst everyone else is playing away. It shows them the po- the worst possible things so that the other partner will then go, well, if they're doing that, then I'm going to do this, right? Oh, so that's escalates. really bad. That's yeah. actually yeah. really yeah. problematic, it's, isn't it? It's, because it's you could really, really recontextualise some things. Yeah, there was I mean? one shot like, where... There was one shot where he was like, I am not putting my energy into any of these other women because I'm focused on my girlfriend. He's just sat in his hot yeah. tub on his own while other people are getting it on. And like, she's boning this other guy, like, loved up with him. And yeah. it shows her him being like, yeah, no, I, I don't care if she broke up with me. Like, it's so, like, it's ridiculous. No, but mate, the best part about it, right, right, is Ashley, right, she gets, she gets dicks down on national TV, right, in front of her boyfriend, right, and then they have to send videos to each other afterwards, and Casey sends a video going, literally, as soon as it starts, Ashley, I love you so much, please come home to me, blah, 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 right? Oh, no. No, mate, no, mate, no, mate, mate. He goes to open up her one, right? She, all she says, basically, is, I don't regret it. 
and then she switches off and then he's like looking at it like and then right he gets another bright idea he decides at the final um like sort of campfire he's gonna propose and like she's 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 fully like they keep cutting back to her talking about this other guy and she is like falling for him so sad yeah and then he proposes, and you can tell that he is not only trying everything he can to get to say the yes, last, it's but, the last straw, isn't it? It's the last yeah. thing he has. But it's also like the fact that the cameras are on no longer matters because he keeps saying things like, You're my baby, baby. I want you to be my baby, baby forever. And he's like kissing her knee. Like he's on, he's on his knees, like kissing her. Close and she's knee. just sat there, she's just sat there like. It's oh, no. an absolute roasting. And he just didn't show up to the reunion. He was like, I no. can't do it. Oh, oh, and the best bit is that two days after the show ended, this guy that she fell for stopped texting her back. Oh, no. So, and, and that is just one of the storylines. There's multiple storylines, yeah. and each of them are pretty good. Um, and, like, you can tell that, like, the people in the house don't actually care about getting with the people in relationships. They, like, but if they do, they get more screen time. Yeah. So yeah. they're giving it all the all the seduction and the lovey dovey, <laughs> and then as soon as they leave, they're like, "Yeah, bye." One guy uh, watches his girlfriend um, having sex, and you can see the subtitles. And the guy's going, "Do you like that? Do you like that?" And he's watching it. He's watching no. it. <laughs> no, mate, this is this is this this is, this sounds more savage of a reality show than the Ultimate Fire, which is a show where MMA fighters kick the shit out of each other each week and live oh, in the same let, house let me together. bang bro <laughs> let me let bang, me bang. Bro. I don't want to do that man let me bang bro let me bang let me bang I do I do <laughs> I do I let you bang bro <laughs> isn't that it I do yeah. I, I do I will <laughs> um, let me bang bro uh, yeah, yeah that sounds a, savage, mate. What there's the a certain quality to reality TV that is just uh, you can't look away because you can't believe you a can't believe what you're seeing, and you also can't believe that people would sign up for this. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a real interesting study to like human beings, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm just like and there's yeah. like there's no prize either. They don't win money, no money, force anything. They just what the tra- fuck like, is this show? Yeah. Is it still going or has it been cancelled? Yeah, uh, the third uh, season's just aired, I think. Yeah. 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 Oh no, the what? best part. No, no, the best part. We were killing. We were dying of laughter the whole way through. It's hosted by Mark <laughs> Wahlberg, right? What? No, no, what? no, 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 no. It's his. It's his TV non-union equivalent. The guy's called Mark Wahlberg, but it's some old no guy. <laughs> no, no, Mark no. L. Wahlberg. Yeah, well, he's credited in the credits as Mark L. Wahlberg, right? But Is the, the Wahlberg spelled the same? Yeah, 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 but in the show, he sometimes he just comes up as Mark Wahlberg. That's so funny. That's so. Funny. That's so. We, we kept, couldn't get Mark giggling. Wahlberg. We couldn't get Mark Wahlberg. It's okay. We've booked Mark L. Wahlberg. <laughs> For some reason, all I could imagine, like when you first said that, was like Marky Mark sitting there, but like over here we got the fly honeys. <laughs> over here we got we got the fly hunks. And to, today, over here we got a transformer. <laughs> They're going to get tempted on Temptation Island. <laughs> I can't do a Boston accent, as you can tell. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh. that's hilarious. It yeah, was no. So 
It was an intense day of watching. We had to take mm. multiple breaks for our own mm. well-being. Yes, yeah. I imagine. <laughs> and like, you, you constantly feel sorry for them, but also berate them because like in one scene, they'll be playing away, tempted by someone out of their relationship. And then in another scene, you're watching them go through the most incredible pain imaginable, getting front row seats to watching their partner cheat. So you're constantly flip-flopping between, oh, no one should have to see that, to, oh, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine, I can imagine that. That's, that sounds hilarious. <laughs> well, this has been the Full Fat Podcast. I think that's a glorious moment to end it on. Yes. Uh, as we temptation you for next week. <laughs> Come back, we, we, please. We, we temptate you. <laughs> uh, I've been Matt Whittle of Full Fat Videos. You can catch me on Twitch at Matt underscore Full Fat Videos. You can catch me on Instagram at Full underscore Fat underscore Videos. You can catch me on Twitter at Full Fat Videos. Um, Listen, I've got a bone to pick for you guys. Why is no one watching that Borderlands video? It completely tanked. <laughs> this is embarrassing. I need you guys to click on that shit. Comment for the algorithm. <laughs> and you better watch it my actually... Stonking Fast and Furious video this week. The Borderlands mm. video is actually a very good video. I, it is a very I good video. Really thank you, it. thank you. Look, sometimes these videos bomb. I haven't had a bomb like that in quite some time. Uh, but it happens sometimes, you know, when I got a million views on the Iron Man video next week, dropped a video on review and that got like 5k. So it happens, you know, <laughs> but having said that this time, I don't want it to happen. So if you want to click on it, that would be very helpful and get your mum, dads, aunties, uncles, uh, you know, cats, if they want to sit through them, sit through it to the end, click through all the ads, we're cushy. Terry, if we get socials. enough money, we can have Mark L. Wahlberg on the podcast. That'd be yes, amazing. yes. If you get, if you get, if you get the Borderlands video to twenty k, that's how pathetic you're making me, internet. If you get the Borderlands <laughs> video to twenty k, I will. Hmm, what will I do? Something embarrassing. I'll do a whole podcast episode topless, and you can see Fantastic. my nipples. Yeah, that's what I'll do. That's what I'll do. Um, sure, that's I'll do it. That's special day. for me. Nothing special for you. This every damn day. This is goddamn <laughs> special for you, right? This is a fucking privilege to get to touch this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about this not being special, girl. <laughs> give me, give me your goddamn socials before no, I change my mind. Just, just search Terry Birkin and you'll find me, baby. Short but sweet. Charlie? You can find me on the other podcast that I do, Your Favorite Film Is Awful. Louder with Crowder. On... <laughs> no. <laughs> no, definitely not that guy. Uh, so you can find me at Your Favorite Film Is Awful. You can find me on Twitter at Lemon Juice. No, yeah, Twitter at Lemon Juice Lily or Twitter at Fab Film Is Awful. Or you can find me on Instagram at Lemon Juice Lily, at Charlie Lily, at Your Favorite Film Is Awful. So check it out and. Mm. Uh, Watch Matt's Borderlands video. Do it. One thing I would also like to bring up just before we go, just my last kind of final thought, um, is that Charlie uh, obviously likes to bring up Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu a lot, and sometimes in organic ways. And I just thought it was really funny that earlier we were watching uh, um, Sam Crowder. Is it, is it Sam Crowder? 
Louder with Crowder. We watched him uh, run away from H3, and just before he did all that, he really inorganically mentioned that he does Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He just had to get it in there, even though it was completely irrelevant to the conversation. Um, and I just What's thought, funny, watch, yeah, watching you watch that was a thing of beauty. A thing well, of beauty. It was, what's funny is that I've not actually done that on this podcast, so... I do no, it's just person. something you do in real life that they'll yes, just take exactly. my word for it. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Uh, I've never heard Charlie talk about jujitsu, not once. Not once. No, no, me neither. Me neither. He never brings it up. Hey, look, guys. He, look, he guys. never asks us what we think about the fighters' chances or hey, tells look, us about their stats. <laughs> guys, you know I'm a very passionate man. You know, and there's two <laughs> things that I'm incredibly obsessed and passionate <laughs> with, and that is movies. And martial arts, okay, and the Dutch. martial arts, <laughs> <laughs> and the martial arts, right? And you know, as we all are, well, as well, Matt, you are as well. <coughs> when we're very passionate about something, you mm. can't help but talk about twenty four seven. It's very difficult. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult mm-hmm. not to. You know, mm-hmm. I try my best to not bring it out too inorganically. I, <laughs> I hope in my heart that I've never brought it out in the same way that he brought it up because I thought that was no, very... No, uh, no. I thought that was very... That was more like, hey, do you know that I do this? Whereas it I was, was like, hope... But uh, my old Brazilian jiu-jitsu coach always said, if you come a switch, we go switch. You go spicy, we're going to do a little spicy. It was. Yeah, whereas I, I hope I never come across that way because that would hurt me deeply. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I always tried to do it... With, well, I hope so. I tried to do it from a point of interest, maybe, or making it interesting, bringing it in if we watch a fight scene in a movie. I go, oh, that's a movie. And blah, blah, blah. But uh, the way he said that,